everyone. This is Josh All from the Get Level Podcast Network. And I just want to introduce this week's episode of the Anti-Drug Coalition, which is a, a special episode. It's a little different than what we've been doing. Um, this is actually the after conversation, if you will, from the previous episode, which featured the mental health specialist from Tuscarawas County. We had the executive director from the Adams Board, Natalie Bolin. We had um, supervising counselor, uh, Tim Wicks from Personal Family Counseling Services. And we had the director of marketing and fundraising from Community Healthcare, Miles Riley. And the three of them came in and had a great discussion with Jody Salvo about mental health and, you know, just the effects of mental health during this COVID-19 situation and the different resources that are available in our community for mental health. And while while the people within the, the the network of mental health resources understand the resources, obviously, and how they work and what people need to do to get those resources, the community at large does not necessarily know those things. It's not common knowledge. So what was very unique about last week, we had a guest who wanted to come in and observe a recording session just to see how we record uh, and how we produce a show here at the studio. So we had our guest come into the studio. Uh, he sat through the entire conversation, the recording of last week's episode. And then after the episode was finished, the conversation that was being had and then between the, between the speakers and then our guest who came in started asking some very good questions to our speakers and the answers that were being given were just so informative and so important that we thought, you know, we need to get this recorded and produced for the community. So the, our guest who came in is Dover native and former Cleveland Indians pitcher, Percy Gardner and Percy started asking some excellent questions, like I said, and the answers were flowing. And we said, Percy, would you be willing to jump on the microphone and have a conversation that, that we can record? And, you know, depending on how everything in the conversation goes, we can, we can release this to the public. And Percy said, absolutely. I, I'd be happy to do that. Um, so we're just very grateful that Percy was so willing to just swing over in the chair, jump on the mic and really share his experiences with mental health uh, in regards to life and the pressures of performing at the highest level of athletics. So um, I'm fortunate. Uh, I, I grew up with Percy. I've known Percy since we were, you know, back in elementary school, um, got hit with a couple of his fastballs growing up. Those are not fun. Let me tell you that. <laughs> um, but Percy's a great guy. Um, I think anyone who knows him obviously knows that. But for those of you who don't, hopefully this episode will give you a little bit more of an insight as to who Percy Gardner is, not just as the professional athlete, but as the human being and give you the appreciation for the type of person that he is and his willingness and uh, eagerness to help the community and to be an inspiration to all of those around him. So without further ado, here is the conversation between Natalie Bolin, Tim Wicks, Miles Riley, and our special guest, Percy Garner. Okay, so uh, I'll just start with, I mean, being 
uh, a person who I guess in the in the community seemed as a, a professional baseball player and all that stuff. And um, I looked at myself as that and, you know, immune to these certain things, but I definitely wasn't. And it kind of hindered my career because of, I guess, the mental aspect. Everyone thinks, oh, you were, you know, you hurt your arm or something like that. I'm like, no, I was healthy, you know, just wasn't. Uh, and I always like to think of myself, hey, mentally tough. You know, I went through a lot of adversity in my life. But then on the other hand, when I was since that adversity I went through with parents dying and my mom being arrested and stuff like that, I was like, oh, I should be able to handle, you know, failing in baseball or whatever. But I did not take that as well. And I wanted to be tough. You know, you want to be tough and and you don't think about, you know, services that are provided. So sometimes the toughness is actually part of being able to be open and say, here's truly what's going on inside of me. And I'm willing to look at that. That's a different type of toughness. Yeah, and you're not born with the coping mechanisms to to deal with those kinds of things. Um, that's what makes humans human is that you have a community. We're a community-based animal, you know what I mean? Um, that's why church and, and counseling and things like that are, are a necessity in a person's life. Um, you, don't, you aren't born with the tools to deal with those kinds of heavy uh, happenings in your life. Um, and one of the things I, I, I wanted to mention earlier was... Um, you may question, is this problem big enough or worthy of calling somebody and talking about it? Um, if you're asking yourself that, then yes, you should call somebody. Um, it could just be a casual conversation. You know, it may not be a, a, a intervention of any kind, you know, this high level counseling thing. It could just be talking to somebody who has a couple tips for you to help manage difficult feelings. Um, you know, swallowing those feelings is more damaging than than dealing with them healthy, healthily, healthily. It's That's okay. Right. <laughs> um, in a healthy way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, just to reiterate, like if you think that you need to talk, then you probably do need to talk. And and um, in our case, um, you know, no matter what your financial situation is, uh, which a lot of people think is is the the thing that stops them from getting the help that they need. Um, We'll get you the help you need. Um, it doesn't matter if you're, um, you know, lower income or higher income. If you have personal uh, or private insurance, if you have, if you can just pay cash, uh, we have ways of doing that too. Okay. Um, you know, that help is available in this community. Incredible resources in Tuscarawas and Carroll County. And and you are the perfect example, Percy, of the roller coaster that is life. I mean, the opportunities that you have had are things that, you know, my little, little leaguer, you know, his travel ball team, he would die for something like that. Um, but then you've also had some pretty awful stuff come your way too. And I, I wondered if I could ask you a personal question. You just really shared some personal stuff. How, how do you feel sitting around the table and knowing we're on a podcast that you just shared this personal stuff? Oh, we're on a podcast. No, oh, uh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> um, I've always kind of been that way. Um, the way I was raised, uh, if you ever interacted with my father or my aunt, anybody, a gardener besides my brother, we're pretty open. Um, I don't hide anything really. And I just, but I, I feel like I don't really have anything to hide. Um, maybe if I was, <laughs> Uh, doing something uh, illegal or something that maybe I wouldn't be as open, but just, you know, with, and a lot of people always ask me that, Hey, why are you so, you know, why are you, you just don't care. Right. I'm like, 
No, I mean, I love people. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's always been the case. And I mean, you could ask my grade school teachers. I've just been uh, that person that, you know, they didn't always like how much I talked and how much how open I was in class. But <laughs> I would have good grades, but there would be a paragraph written like Percy talks a lot. He <laughs> <laughs> was too social. Yes. And I, I guess I would always be the center of attention, but I didn't want like. Like, I guess Josh can speak to this, too. I, ho I hope he can attest. But I was never like a big vocal guy, like in sports, like, hey, guys, I'm the leader, like rally around me. Yeah. It's just my personality just kind of came out. And that's how it was. But yeah, steal the mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to steal the mic real quick. <laughs> yes, I was uh, pretty fortunate to be able to play ball with Percy back in the day. And it was not a rah, rah, I'm the leader, follow me. It was a you wanted to follow Percy. Cause Percy had that personality and you could tell that he cared about people, not just to, uh, get to a certain level or something like that. Nothing was fake. You were hundred percent genuine. You still are. I mean, completely sincere. And, um, just, an, it was just a lot of fun. That's why when I knew you were thinking about coming in here and talking on a podcast, I'm like, yes, Percy would be awesome at this. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> Cause you just, yeah. just a great person to listen to. You got a great heart. Um, great personality, a lot of fun, a lot of fun to listen to. I appreciate that. That was nice. Well, and that's why I think it's tremendous that you shared your personal experience because, and I guarantee everybody at this table, we're not all talking about what our experience has been, but everybody has gone through bumps in their life. Um, and I just know the level of respect and admiration that, that the adults and kids in the community have. And when someone like you shares that it hasn't all been, um, you know, roses in an uphill or, or a, a, a celebration, um, that makes it easier for the kids that are struggling and the adults that are struggling to say, you know, I, I experienced that too. That is definitely part of a growth experience. We kind of move from something being wrong and flawed to how we are growing as people and how we become better people. Yeah. And I think the Indians that they're trying to adopt that is mm -hmm. the growth mentality is what they always say. And uh, I mean, as players, we kind of made fun of it, but it actually makes sense. It, you know, it works. It makes sense. Yeah. But I just know. And this isn't why I share. I, I kind of just talk a lot and have a big mouth, but it just like, happens to go, you know, me being the platform I have yeah. uh, sharing that, even though if it's spiritual, um, you know, I kind of left, you know, no stone, no stern, no stone unturned. Um, I kind of just would let it, you know, happen if I feel like it would help somebody knowing that I experienced this, um, you know, then. Yeah, well, I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm going to exploit you now that you <laughs> you have shared your story. And we'll see. If we, I, I would love to see if we can get you with just other opportunities for you whenever you're comfortable, whenever you're willing to be able to talk a little bit more about what that was like for you. Because as much work as we've done at the Adams Board to decrease stigma, I think you just probably knocked us out of the water with your willingness to share your experience right there. So I thank you on behalf of our system. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting. You mentioned listening to comedy and, and that's a good release. And uh, I think comedy is based in, in, in the doubt, like a lot of comedians will say that they've gone through depression right. or drug issues and things like that. And then all of a sudden they become, uh, they come back with this polished story and it's very relatable to a lot of people. And that's what we connect with. And, um, <clears throat> and just kind of building on that too is in this age with the connectivity that we have uh, through social media and YouTube and, um, live streaming, um, and look at churches live streaming on Sunday morning. Um, but not only that, just the, you, we're seeing so many people's stories in a, in an age, this is unprecedented, uh, that we get to have this connection with so many people 
with the opportunity of connecting with a single person who has a similar story. Um, and just like you, like maybe not everybody connects exactly with what you went through. Um, but there are people who are connecting with what you went through. And then there are other, other, you know, other comedians or other, uh, celebrities or other, um, people who have a, a big platform, people are connecting and, and seeing that they're not alone. Um, and part of that is obviously the youth coming in. That's always the change um, is, is our kids coming in with new technologies, um, new understandings of, of how things can be and how they're going to be. Um, I find that fascinating. Like I, like I said, I think my generation is kind of the one of the first to really be open with our feelings with our friends, just communicating in that way. And I see it getting better and better as younger kids come up. Uh, when I was working in that class at Dover, totally, it just blew my mind with what they were talking about and what they were willing to say to me. And they yeah. knew me for maybe two days, two hours in two days. Um, and what they were talking about and that, that you know, one kid uh, said he, he used the text line and, and, whoa, okay, that's great. Let's talk about it. Like, what was that like? Um, but just what a great, like, that's so cool that they're willing to talk like that uh, and to be open. And I, I hope that that continues. I know it will continue because that's, uh, that's the trend, but, um, you know, getting out there and, and doing what you do and being public with that and being open like that, that's, that's the driver. That's how we get better. And so. and I've been open with other things more than the stuff I wanted to be tough about, you know, cause I mm -hmm. feel like it was normal to have issues with, you know, you know, losing family members or just stuff going like that. But then to, you know, to struggle, you know, being from Dover, I wanted to, you know, I know a lot of athletes from this area had made had an opportunity, but then maybe injuries or something like that. So I was like, I do not want this to be right. the reason I didn't make it because I, right. but, um, one of my college uh, football coaches, uh, believe it or not, um, he had on the, the doorway right before we walked into the QB room was mental is the physical is four is to one. So in football, he was saying, Hey, mental is more important than, than physical. So when you get to baseball, it's a whole nother level. Right. And I just, uh, it took me a second to understand. I mean, what that really meant. I was like, hey, I got to know the plays. That's mental. No, it's confidence in yourself. It's being able to forget, you know, bad things that you did. Uh, obviously, you go back to watch film or something like that. It's a whole different uh, learning experience. But I was taking bad pitching performances to Subway with me. Like I had a scoreboard oh, sure. on my forehead like, oh, this lady's <laughs> going to know I sucked yesterday. Well, you have... <laughs> you know, how many thousands of people staring down to you watching every single step that you take, you know, you pick up the rosin bag, how do you know, they're everything that you do, they're watching. There are people who don't have that platform, but feel the same pressure. Um, whether it's from their family members or from their children or just anxiety in general, just that pressure mm -hmm. doesn't take a 20,000 people staring down at you. It can feel that way though. Um, and that's just bringing like that same story. And how do you change that to make it more relatable to me um, where I'll never be on that platform? Maybe someday I'm a pretty good harmonica player, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but um, no, I think, you know, that's how you turn these stories into relatable stories is that um, that anxiety for you is just as heavy as for somebody else. Even though the ingredients are a little different, the, you still get the same cake at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, well, I'm curious because 
Knowing that you've had a lot of trauma in your life, um, we look, we, we work with kids today and we try to build, build resiliency. Life is tough. Life's going to be tough. How do you dust yourself off and continue to move forward? And I, I wondered how, how did you do it? I mean, you've, you've not had an easy road when you, especially when you were younger, how did you continue to make the right choices and go down the right path? Um, well, uh, that's when the community comes in. So I had mm. strong family, obviously my dad passed when I was a freshman, but you know, him having military background and just the way he brought me up, which at the time I thought it was really mean, but, um, now I understand like, wow, he hearing stories about, you know, a lot of my teammates, what their life was like. I was like, wow, my dad was, he was awesome actually. So, um, but having teachers, uh, coaches, and I just been blessed. I never had that coach who tried to take advantage of me to throw until my arm falls off. Yeah. I've never had the coach in college who wants me to play for him another year. So he's going to lie to scouts. I just never had uh, like someone who tried to take advantage of me. Yeah. Um, and luckily with being in Dover, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Philly and other surrounding places are like that. But uh, I just had the experience with Dover and it just it felt like everyone wanted to help me. There was no. Um, you know, hey, I, I really want to see him fail. It was just um, family members, other people stepping up in my family yeah. and, uh, you know, other leaders always having someone positive, an adult that, uh, you know, knew how to help in some some form or fashion. It's that believing in you. Yeah. Yeah. Even because I didn't believe myself for the longest. I even had even a pro ball. I had teammates like, dude, you know, you're like really good. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, like they think I'm good. This is crazy. <laughs> And it's just that just goes a long way. Just a, a, a selfless mentality I've always tried to have. Um, but I guess that's another topic for another day when we're talking sports of you don't really always want to have a selfless mentality when you're competing. Um, but, you know, now that I'm out of that arena, uh, you know, my personality, I think, will thrive um, in a community setting and it's coming back to Dover, you know, so. There's something about you that there's an openness to that, willing to receive feedback, willing to consider what other people are saying, and then how do I apply that to what I'm doing? So that openness piece is very significant as we think about other people and how that helps other people. Um, Percy, I really appreciate you sharing because, you know, the one thing I keep hearing over and over is the community, the support, the adults, the protective factors. And I want to encourage listeners to understand you know, the change we make in a community is about relationships and don't ever underestimate the influence we have in each other's lives. You know, first of all, I think we all enjoy serving other people. Um, but my goodness, we also have that, um, responsibility and privilege when we place those protective factors, when we reach out, when we encourage, when we motivate, when we put those expectations up there, so especially for our young people, they're always going to rise up to it. You know, I can tell you've had those people in your life that just had expectations of you. And, um, you know, those made those made you the, the young man that you are. For and sure. so I just want to appreciate you sharing that. And I want the community to realize we all have that ability to just reach out and, and watch this generation below us just, just rise up. So thank you. For sure. Vulnerability, I think, uh, creates closeness. You know, a lot of people want to, Oh no, I don't want to be vulnerable because then they're going to think I'm weak and they don't want to be around me, but I think it works the other way. So.
I'm loving this guy. Yeah, me too. Jeez. You might just cut yourself all kinds of things to do. I know. I'm, I'm sorry in advance. Uh, no, it's all good. Uh, when when Comdoc, when Steve and Horn and Comdoc will be down here, they're like, now, you, you want to be involved in the community, right? And I'm like, yes. They're like, okay. Because so we know you hanging out around there, it's it's going to happen. And I had just got hired there. So they weren't, They did, Steve didn't know what type of person I was or as he says, he didn't know how smart I was. So thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I like, as you can see right now, I just, I enjoy, you know, relationships and talking with people and, and just bettering everyone and myself at the same time. And, you know, you came back to Tusk County and so many times we see people leave for whatever opportunity, college or sports or whatever it is, and they don't come back. And the fact that you did, um, you know, that, that just is truly appreciated. And that makes your message even stronger with our kids. Well, thank you. I guess we got to take that photo. <laughs> but thanks, Josh, and thanks, Jody, yeah, and Tim, and thank Miles for having me on here. And uh, yeah, this was fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Anti Drug Coalition podcast, a member of the Get Level Podcast Network. For more information, visit getlevelpod.com or find us on Facebook. Download our podcast shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you stay tuned for more great shows that are coming soon. Mm -hmm.